This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. Back in with another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. Hey, guys. I am Danny Williams, Jake Meyer, my... uh my partner, my life partner, my brother. Um, he is my co-host. He produces the product here. The product is the Broncos Blitz podcast, which we do every single day, Monday through Friday. Uh, you can find it anywhere. I'm not sure how you're listening right now, but you can find it on just Mile High Sports' website, milehighsports.com. The Mile High Sports app, you can find it there, the new Mile High Sports app. You can also subscribe to this podcast anywhere you can find podcasts, like anywhere. Okay. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Play. Uh, no excuses. Get involved with the podcast. We appreciate you guys. If you're tuning in for the first time, if you're tuning in um, as a regular, we have a good one today. I'm looking forward to this edition of the podcast. We, Jake and I do our radio show uh, right before we come in here and do the podcast. So sometimes, you know, you, the, the show goes wherever the show will take you, and sometimes topics, thoughts, um, present itself that we can carry over to the podcast. And I think we have a couple really good topics today. Um, so let's get it, Jake. Okay, I'm Danny Williams and Jake Meyer uh, here for the Broncos Blitz podcast. Um, thanks for being with us. So, okay, Jake, what we didn't talk about yesterday was the Garrett Bulls versus Bradley Chubb camp throwdown. Okay, which happened, which which may or may not have ever even happened because every media member was in Canton, Ohio. So it's just urban legend that this <laughs> thing ever happened. Actually, no, it happened. Um, no one shied away from that. We know that it happened. But now, you know, just some of the details around it. Let's discuss. And then, Jake, I want to see if we could figure out the reason for it, because word on the street is that there were some really low blows, shots taken, some things that were said that were across the line and that maybe you could not, you know, you can't go back from. Okay. So we'll talk about all that. But what happened at camp was the two guys get into it. They scrap. um, It carries on and on and on. These guys can't drop it. And Garrett Bowles is then asked to leave the field, which he does for a little bit. Eventually, he comes back. They do a quick on a little water break, you know, um, tap on the helmet thing. It's all good. And then later on, kind of seemed like they bury the hatchet a little bit. Squashed the beef. Well, you know, um, that's the perception, I guess. And that's maybe the narrative the Broncos are trying to put out there because... When asked about it by the Clisses and all the guys in the world that kind of matter around here, the Broncos said, oh, man, ah, shucks. Those are just kind of the things that happen between two brothers who love each other. Competitors. This is football, man. And these kind of things are going to happen. I'd be disappointed if they didn't happen. Every camp has a fight or two. Okay. Well, now let's kind of get inside of it a little bit, Jake. For one, I don't like two of what are supposed to be my top ten players going to battle against each other. I don't like two guys who are supposed to be supposed leaders on this team going to battle like that. And to me, it's the like the wrong two guys. Mm-hmm. It's the wrong two guys for 
for what happened. Um, and we're downplaying, I think, the significance of this thing, Jake. And here's here's why. Uh, Garrett Bowles is supposed to be kind of coming into his own here. He's one of the highest paid players in the league now at his position, certainly on the team. Bradley Chubb is supposed to be an ascending player who, um, again, is supposed to be the, the – we'll never let go the fact that Josh Allen uh, – we passed on Josh Allen for Bradley Chubb. So the lofty expectations for Bradley Chubb are nothing short of Von Miller stripping Josh Allen in the Super Bowl. Uh, which wouldn't happen. They're both in the AFC and sorry, in the AFC championship game. Um, and, you know, seemingly like taking his soul away from him <laughs> like Vaughn did and then hoisting Lombardi, you know, up, yeah. almost up until that point, Jake, we thought that we wish we could have had Cam kind of um, because we got Vaughn instead. We only had Peyton to go along with Vaughn to make us not really feel like that and think right. that but all the you know the, it was truly answered as the you know the football gods smiled upon the broncos when von miller you know strip sack uh, malik jackson the rest is history it was all right? worth it it was all worth the, I like the, the von miller that, worth it so uh bradley chubb we've seen him lash out on the sidelines during regular season games against his teammates before we've seen that that look i hate it it's not a good one. I hate that look. Listen, me, I mean, the, the show we do, if you, ever, if you know us, passion bucket. We ooze it. We care. Live, our, breathe, it, our football. Hearts, it's all we know. It's the way God made us, okay? I could appreciate passion and caring about something, but to where you're out of control and you cross the line. He's a line stepper, Jake. He's, he's a, a, he's a, a hit. habitual <laughs> line stepper, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. It seems like this is not the first time, and it might not be the last time that For we sure see not. Bradley Chubb, you know, kind of lash out and, and, you know, push the buttons of some of his teammates. Uh, but you said something that, you know, these two are the guys, the two guys, two of the top 10 guys. You're supposed to be. You don't want these guys to be fighting because these guys, you know, represent the defense and these guys. Guys represent the offense. Well, they represent leadership. They represent your best players. They represent guys who should be going and getting in the ears and in the heads uh, and in the face of lesser of their teammate to go try to build them up to being a better teammate. Um, and I think it's a direct reflection, Jake, on where this team is at and who this team is at when two of your supposed best players are a bit of loose cannons. And maybe that's not always the rap on Garrett Bowles, but also he's had a rap sheet of his own. A hard-headed, doesn't get it, that kind of stuff. Uncoachable. Um, and then again, you know, with with Bradley Chubb, again, the injury stuff may not be fair. I hold it against him. Got to be on the field. You got to be healthy. You got to play. Big injuries in college. Now in the pros, I think Bradley Chubb's with as good as the players we've seen. He's not. He's not a fifteen or seventeen sack guy. If he gets to double digit sacks again, a couple times over a career. I'd be surprised, Jake. Yeah. I think Bradley Chubb is a supreme underachiever for us. The Belichickism, you know, uh, it's it's the best ability is availability. So Bradley Chubb hasn't been available for you know the majority parts of his Broncos career. So so yeah, he's definitely been underwhelming so far. But you know, both these guys have been underwhelming for the majority of their Broncos career. But now Bradley Chubb coming off a well, Pro Bowl season and Brad uh, and then Garrett Bowles, yeah, you know, now being one of the highest paid left tackles in the league after a great season. So they're both finally starting to, you know, live up to some of these expectations. And 
now is when they're fighting. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's a, character, though. It's a little mind. We're talking about the character of the team, character of the team, like the heart and the soul. Like Jake, bro, when the going gets tough and the tough gets going, do you rise or do you crumble? And this is crumbling kind of stuff. This is like to me. I'm not going to overreact for one fight. It's deeper than that. It's not. It's, it's like not even about the fight. The fight gave me enlightenment to talk about, <laughs> you know, all the things that Bradley Chubb isn't, and now some of the bad kind of stuff that we're realizing that maybe he is. And you know, okay, so now to kind of, I don't know, to play off of, you know, the fight itself. Let's dig a little deeper. Okay. Um, they're reportedly, listen, people right now are covering for the team, for the franchise, and they don't want to go there with what was really said. Not one person, every person, you know, in Broncos country, in terms of a media, for whether you're a blogger guy or whether you're, you know, the Clisses and the DMX of the world is afraid to really say and put out there what was the cause of this fight. And the cause of this fight was something that was said that was across the line. And though it might be inappropriate for us to speculate, that's exactly what we're going to do. So, Jake, I, I had like three things that I kind of wrote down. And you added to them in a sense. They're all kind of like uh, play again off of each other or in some form or fashion are a you know, a semblance of each other. One so, of them, one of them being talking about a man's money, you know, with, sure. with Garrett Bowles getting paid, you know, yeah. quite a bit well, in the offseason. Money slash performance. Mm-hmm. I'm bunching those into the same thing because you ain't worth the 17 million. You're a scrub or you weren't worth the fifth overall, overall draft pick. You're a bust. You're not Josh hey, oh, Allen. Hey, hey, you're a bust. Ooh. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there's that era uh, area. Then the next is you talk about a guy's um, mama, his, <laughs> hey, hey, his family, Ooh. Uh, his Garrett Bowles, you know, you know he's baby, a family man, baby mama drama, which I don't think that's what this is. I don't see that. Okay, I don't think what that's that's what this is. The last thing that I could kind of think it'd be like it's a black guy and a white guy. Maybe we got racist with it a little bit. Maybe we you know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Garrett Bowles, Utah. I don't know how they're out, Ooh, how they are out there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to say anything like wow. that. But again, um, we're just trying to figure out what went down, and those are some of the possibilities of what would spur a, a, an actual fight between guys. So, take it for what it is. Believe what you want. I think when you call a guy a a bust. Tell him he's a B.I., you know, question his manhood. There's a lot of different, you know, buttons that guys can be pushed that then there's no going back from. Okay, Mm -hmm. so again, these guys, Garrett Bowles is the one taken off the field. I don't know if Garrett Bowles, though, that means he was the instigator or if he's the one that got said something to him and he got so heated he had to step off the field. Right. That, that to me, that's well, what it is. One does. I'm not leaning towards one way or the other. Okay. I just know that um, it's not a good look for either guy, for the franchise, for this team. I think some rifts, like I said, can't be repaired. Um, it goes to the direct reflection of the character. 
of who and what this team is right now and what they're missing. And I don't like it, Jake. I hated it. No. Now that we're finding out more and talking about it more, I'm hating it. And I wish it was different. But really, I wish both these guys were kind of different. I wish I believed in Garrett Bowles more. Now I have no choice to because he's making $17 million per times three or four years. Um, and then Bradley Chubb, I hold the injuries against him. I hold that he's not Quentin Nelson and he's not uh, – not Quentin Nelson. Screw Quentin Nelson. Josh <laughs> Allen. I hold against him he's not Josh Allen, and I always will. Okay? Is that fair? No. no. How is he going to make me eat poop? By going and getting 16, 14, 15 sacks, uh, being a defensive player of the year candidate, playing off Von Miller, you know, Bossa Nova, you know, and looking like the guy who we thought, oh, man, he's there at five. We thought he can go at two. We thought he was maybe the number one or number two overall guy in the entire draft. He'll never live up to that kind of stuff, but he'd have to in order for me to think otherwise. What I brought I brought this up on the show earlier, and it was about this fight may you know, maybe over now. You know, they're all buddy buddy now. They they seem to be cordial now. When does the but, stuff rear its ugly head again? Right. When stuff starts to go wrong. When the season starts you to know. go downhill. Again, once they Bradley start Chubb losing saying, games. Talking about our sorry ass offense that can't move the ball, put us back on the field, can't get a break. You know? Right. Um Garrett Bulls reacts, well, hey, don't you worry about it. You're a bust. Oh, <laughs> You know, and then he comes back and says, I don't know, you know, you shut your mouth, you cracker ass cracker. I don't listen, bro. I'm not saying that's what happened, but boom, boom, boom. Those are fighting words. Just like that. Next and thing you know, you got a fist in your mouth. That's PG-13. That's PG-13, bro. We ain't even rated R. Right. Or rated X like Jake and I like. Oh. Hello, ladies. Um... Okay, uh, that'd be a good time to mention a sponsor. Uh, Pleasures, guys, has four videos for $20. No, they're not really a sponsor. It's a joke. But this is the halfway point uh, of the podcast. This is the Broncos Blitz podcast you're listening to. I am Danny Williams, Jake Myers, the co-host and the producer of the product. We're live from Mile High Sports Studios here in the Tech Center. Um Okay, Jake. Uh, well, for one, rate and review the podcast. That's important. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. That's important to us. Uh, tell us what you like, what you dislike about the podcast. Let's do this. We know X's and O's used to death. We're bigger picture podcast. To kind of, I think, you know, I think that's you know um, how we would kind of refer to this podcast. We try to give you something really that you're not going to hear from every other dude who's doing the podcast, every other sports talk radio guy like us who's saying the same things over and over again. It's just kind of not who we are. And who, and kind of what we do we'd like to again you've heard it before we'd like to keep it fresh and sexy for the ladies the ladies being most of you guys who are guy listeners which is <laughs> weird so sorry for saying that but jake um peter king one of the best peter king of si who has a incredible relationship with this franchise very kind of in with the broncos peter king you know uh, always making those trips to dove valley and um his Monday morning quarterback yesterday had some interesting things about the Broncos and about George Payton that I hated. Will you tell me about it? Yeah, uh, this is just a, a short quote from George Payton from Peter King's uh, you know, Monday morning quarterback. He says, plus, and this is not why we drafted Sertan, but 
quarterbacks are available more than franchise corners every year, at least the last couple of years, is what Peyton told Peter King. Yeah. And much like you, I don't I don't agree with that right. and I hate Say it I one hate. more time, quote unquote. Plus, and this is not why we did it, but quarterbacks are available more than franchise corners every year, at least the last couple of years. Okay. I'll just say this to that, okay? And we do this on the show quite a bit. And it's from one of the greatest summer blockbuster movies of all time, The Rock. Okay? Your best. Losers always whine about giving their best. Winners go home and F the prom queen. Carla was the prom queen. Okay, the point... Sean Connery's like, your best? Because Nicolas Cage's like, he's like the scientist. And like everyone else, all the other like real soldier guys got killed. And it's just Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery, the old guy who they had to get out of jail, the only guy to ever escape from Alcatraz to save these um, um, hostages who were there like doing a tour. And these like military guys, Americans who turned on the military and want money and all kinds of stuff, are holding these these people ransom. <laughs> so it's Nicolas Cage, the scientist. Oh, oh, I can't do a good Nicolas Cage, but oh. Sean Connery <laughs> is like, "Welcome to the Rock." You know, that's, that's about as good as I can do. Um, it's a great movie. I love it. But he's like Sean freaking Connery. Okay, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. You ever heard of her? Oh yeah. You know, like it's like he's in movies. He's the old man who's still hooking up with the young, beautiful women. I think is Sean Connery dead? Did he die? Who? Sean Connery. Oh yeah, yeah. He's dead he's, for he's sure. Dead. I think he's alive. I'm not sure. No, he's dead. Check. He's dead for he's sure. He's dead. I remember on the show we. I don't even... want to kill him if he's. So don't kill him if he's still alive. <laughs> uh, on our show, we had a tribute to him. We did because he died. Okay. I guess I'm not to believe you then. I guess we'll never, never know. know. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but the point is. It's like George Payton just gave me a like, yeah, Broncos country, we're going to go give you our best. And also, I think there's lots of quarterbacks out there like Jimmy Garoppolo and Teddy Bridgewater and Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles. They're out there every single year, and we'll just go get our own Andy Dalton, right? And I'm thinking like... I just like I. It made me. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. I died inside a little. Okay, if they find me in the parking lot, like you know, tell them what happened to me. You know, George like, tell the Payton. ambulances what happened to me. The Broncos happened to him. What? What did he eat? Nothing. He discussed the Broncos and the George Payton situation. Oh, okay, I get it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, it's like. But and the worst part to me is that they oh. just went out in that off in this off season and they did that and got. Uh, Ronald Darby, Kyle Fuller, uh, Kyle Fuller, uh, yeah, Pat Sertan is a to great addition. You know, well, to, I guess this was a depleted um, secondary, but now you're beefed up and have one of the best. Listen, it's the stupidest thing I ever heard. George Payton basically said, "I like vanilla ice cream." George Payton said, "Basically, Kirk Cousins is my icon." George Payton was basically like, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't, it's. Uh, again, we played our, you know, Glen Gary, Glen Ross. You know, put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. It's like he told me he's willing to settle for Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. He told me he's a, a, you know, basically a 
Kirk Cousins kind of GM. And I, I died inside a little bit. And then we did this in the show. How many quarterbacks, Jake, right now active in the NFL have won Super Bowls? There's okay. very few. We'll do it. Let's do it here. You got Brady. You got Russ. You got Rodgers. Big Ben. You got Big Ben. Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is five. And then there's two other guys in... In Foles and Flacco, who are technically still breathing living bodies, but aren't starting quarterbacks in the league anymore. Okay. I, I mean, that's how hard. If we're forgetting one guy, please tell me. But that's like there's five starters and two other guys. You know, maybe Foles mm-hmm. starts again for somebody. Okay. To me, of those five guys, I'll add Josh Allen to the list. Uh, Lamar Jackson, the verdict's out. I mean, people are truly divided on him. That's the list of guys, Jake, that you can win Super Bowls with. Okay? The Very guys slim. who have done it and maybe Josh Allen out there. And that's it, bro. Like, as a franchise, without one of those guys, you're nothing. And you're thinking, well, there's only five, you're only six of those guys or seven of those guys out there. Well, hey, well, Jake, it looks like we're about to let the cat out of the bag wow. um and what i mean by that is you do whatever it takes you turn over every rock you talk green bay into it you and if not the only other way the only other way to find one of those guys is by trading the 29th overall pick and your first round pick next year to move up to 10 overall and draft patrick mahomes Or, Jake, the only other way to get a guy of that ilk is by – what am I doing here? Pushing all your chips. I'm I'm going all in and by drafting Josh Allen very high and by drafting um, Justin Fields. They didn't even have to trade any picks. They they had him right there. If you're a guy who's thinking, Justin Fields ain't one of those other guys, okay? Well, either was Patrick Mahomes until two years ago, Okay. There's these, there's something, you know, baseball gets fascinated by five tool prospects. I mean, like they're enamored with them. They will, you'll trade an all-star for a five tools prospect. He's the ninth best prospect in baseball. Ray, you know what a, a prospect is, Jake? A suspect until yes. proven otherwise. Jake, you're good today. A, a prospect is a suspect until proven otherwise. But that's in baseball. When you got a prospect who's five tool in the NFL and the skill sets oozing out of his ears, like what was the knock on on Justin Fields? Work no, ethic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you oh, kidding me? I mean, oh, he was surrounded by too many good players at Ohio State. Oh, do you know what? So was Deshaun Watson at Clemson. Turned into quite the pervert, but also quite the incredible player as well. Take the perversion of, you know, out of the picture. So Justin Fields was a talent unlike uh, any other that would have been there at that point where the Broncos were drafting every second or third year. To go get a guy like that, otherwise you have to trade Jake from 22 or 15 mm-hmm. or 23, 18, all the way up to 10 or 9 or 11 to draft a Justin Fields when the guy's right there in your face. I love Patrick Sertan. I love Patrick Sertan. I hope Patrick Sertan could be the next Champ Bailey. But do you know what Champ Bailey was without a real quarterback? All his years got wasted here until Jake Plummer came and they made a little bit of a run. He was a 500 
guy. Played 500 ball, was special. He took half the field away. Yeah, he sure did. That's probably why they're 500 half the time. But you know what you can't do with just a Champ Bailey alone is win a Super Bowl. You can't. Champ Bailey needs the Peyton Manning to win the Super Bowl, Jake. The worst part about all of this is that if you're the GM, you're George Peyton coming into this uh, this this regime, yeah, and you want to make a splash. This is your first year, bro, and the quarterback issue has been lingering over this franchise for five plus years yes. now. And you could have nipped it in the bud right away by drafting bro, Justin hey, Fields, but Jake, he chose to draft a corner. Nothing to lose, nothing to lose, and everything to gain. Listen, right now they got about six hundred people want to come out and see these guys. Back when they get six thousand for Tim Tebow. They got no mm-hmm. stars. They got zero star power. No one cares about these two quarterbacks. And most people, even Broncos country, bleed orange and blue deep down, deep, deep down. If you got into, you know, cut them open and looked inside of their soul, they know that they can't win with Teddy or, or Drew. They know it deep down. But they, you should see their Broncos collection. You should see their Broncos garage. Broncos fans can talk themselves into anything. You know, we know that. Broncos country can talk themselves into anything, Jake. Bingo. So... It's just like to let a guy of his talent and ilk slip through your fingers. I like what you said. George Payton had like nothing to lose with taking fields right, right away to start like a new era era of Broncos football over with again. It feels like we dropped the ball big time. And it really feels to me like George Payton revealed himself as the type of general manager who's um, conservative, conservative. Who's not willing to go all in? Who's not willing to do whatever it takes to win? Finding the quarterback is whatever it takes. And even if Justin Fields, for any guy that's out there, Justin Fields ain't going to be this or that, we don't know that. We do not know that. Uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes was a relative unknown. A relative un- unknown, you know? Um, until he kind of came in and, and did his, his thing. Uh, Deshaun Watson, again, it's... It's just another guy, I think, right there, that area, that territory of drafting 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. I like it there because you don't get all the risk and the uh, have to pay all the price of drafting a Baker number one overall or a Mitch Trubisky number two overall. Uh, but also you get a guy who's got a chip on his shoulder then. You got a guy who has incredible success. It's like the yeah, but guys. The Deshaun was, uh, well, yeah, but he played around too much talent. Um, Mahomes was, yeah, but he went to Texas Tech. Wasn't like a real supreme winner there. The Big 12 is weak. Uh, exactly. Um, the Let's see here. I don't know. The Jay Cutler was, yeah, but he only went to Vanderbilt. Jay Cutler had a good career. He's drafted right there at 10 overall. Josh Allen, yeah, but he played in the Mountain West in yes. Wyoming. Yeah, but he, he played against, his receivers looked like Jake and I. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it just that's that, that that's the end. That's the end of the podcast. But it's just the end of like I again I've turned already a little bit on George Payton. I'll give the guy a chance. I want to be proven wrong. Um we're two guys here, Jake. A lot of guys who do work in this town, definitely in the media. Like oh, every guy. You're either from Chicago, you went to Syracuse, you're you know from the uh, 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 coast. We're special, Jake. I'm from Denver, Colorado. Born and raised. Kennedy High School is born at St. Joseph's. You know, both of us, we we care about this team in a different way, in a different manner. Where if you're listening to this podcast, you're like, these guys are mean. They're hard on the Broncos. No, this isn't the Broncos um, unicorns and cotton candy podcast. This is the truth. Yeah, you know, we come from the first church and nothing but the truth. 
Okay. And it's, we're hard on these guys. We love them hard. You know, we're like, it's like P90X. We hate, hate them, but we love them. So I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in George Payton. I'm disappointed in, the, in what he kind of told Peter King. I'm disappointed in what now I believe his philosophy to be. And now I really think and you kind of know that they weren't really in on Stafford. They weren't really all in on Andrew, on, I'm um, sorry, um, Aaron Rodgers. And they, you know, were too scared to draft Justin Fields. That's the end of the podcast. Okay. Um, I'm Danny Williams, Jake Meyer. Sitting next to me, producer of the project. He's my co-host. He's my brother. We're not really brothers, but we're living together right now. We're getting our lives together. Um, I love ball. <laughs> the Broncos, the team I want to play for. Um, that's old drunken Johnny football. If you listen to the radio show, you know what that's from. But uh, thanks for being with us. Subscribe to this podcast. It's important to us. Rate or review this podcast. Even more important to us. Tell us the truth. Tell the truth. Uh, tell us what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear, what you want to hear more of. Check out MileHighSports.com. Check us out at 98. 8.1 FM, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, good job, Jake. For Jake Meyer, I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night.